It's the State of Gaming Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again. It's the middle of summer, and that means it's the State of Gaming Podcast from your, your Pop Zara pals. That's a lot of peas, but it's a lot of peas with a mission. State of Gaming Podcast, we, we talk about games, we talk about sales, we talk about what's going on. It's yesterday's news today. That's right. We didn't coin the concept, but we own it. And this time we're talking about July 2023. We're a couple days late because our information came in late. You can blame the good people over at somewhere else. It's not our fault. We have nothing to do with it. We are blameless. We are pristine. This is Managing Era Pop Zara, Nathan Evans, once again talking with the only person I would ever want to talk about this with, uh, Pop Zara's own senior gaming editor, Mr. Corey G-Man Gallagher. Corey, welcome back. Well, you know, if you're going to pronounce my name correctly, maybe I can stick around. See? Uh, Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm training myself in a mirror every day. Gosh darn it. I am impressed. People like me. Uh, But thank you for joining us. Uh, Like I said, a few days late. So ironically, we're going to be talking about last month and the month before. So if you're listening to this chronologically, then don't worry. There's nothing wrong with your uh, podcast feed. But if you're listening to this like years and years in the future, then just scratch everything we said because you need a life. Corey, we're talking about July 2023. Another good month. Another good month. Knock some of these these big games out of the way. So real quick, format. We talk about the biggest games that are being released. We talk about sales. We talk about everything else. It's a good system. It works and it's quick. Let's start off. What are the big heavy hitters for July? So we're not really doing them necessarily in order. We're doing them in, in just a random order. And I will say the first game we have here is Capcom's Exoprimal. Is this the first game to combine mechas and dinosaurs, or is it the first game this month? So, no, I think Dino Crisis 3, (laughs) which incidentally also a Capcom joint, had mechs and dinosaurs. But that's the first game this month, as you say. Uh, Exoprimal is a 5v5 uh, team-based shooter. Uh, On the one hand, you drive around in mechs fighting dinosaurs, and on the other hand, sometimes you fight the other five players. And sometimes, when the game's feeling a a little bit saucy, uh, you'll combine all ten players into one big team to fight a boss. Like Voltron? Uh, I wish. That'd be very no, cool. no. That's a good idea. I like that idea. Uh, yeah, so uh, so there's a game that came out, I think a couple years back. It was called Babylon's Fall. Do you remember it? I remember Babylon's Fall, yeah. So I am one of like three people on the planet who finished Babylon's Fall. And I'm going to tell you why. I finished Babylon's Fall because I was confident it was going to shut down. And it did. I was right. So... Uh, I am now one of like five people on the planet who has finished Exoprimal because I'm pretty sure it's going to shut down. And that's kind of a shame in this case. Babylon's Fall is not a very good game. Exoprimal's not bad. Yeah, Exoprimal is pretty popular. But the problem is, is that, as we'll see, is that it's, uh, it's a game that debuted heavily on Game Pass. Yes. And, and you, you know, if we're going to start thinking about sales, which technically this is yeah. a show about game sales, in my mind, it's always been... The only people for whom game sales matter are the people who are getting paid when you buy a game. For you, it's kind of irrelevant. And especially that's true with Exoprimal because it's an online-only game. So get your Game Pass, play it mm-hmm. while it's there. Uh, inevitably, it's going to shut down because it's kind of sent out to die being a Game Pass, mostly game and all. Yeah. Uh, enjoy it while it's here. Uh, the funny thing about Exoprimal, I'm going to spoil a little bit of the game for people. Uh, when you finish Exoprimal, you are given a reward. And the reward is that you get to play in these events that happen every other weekend. Uh, they're super high level, very difficult. And it kind of struck me as hilarious that here's this game that people mostly are going to play. And your reward for beating it is to be able to only play with other people who've beaten it. Now, just so we're clear, so if anybody hasn't ever heard of this or hasn't watched the trailer yet, I've watched the trailer. I haven't played the game because uh, I, haven't had the time, I haven't had the time commit yet. But you are 
battling me- you are a mecha warrior like almost like a Gundam virtual on thing and you're battling dinosaurs inside a city yeah you you yeah. are basically being taunted by an evil AI who is making you run <laughs> combat simulations dinosaurs in a city yes See, that should work all the time that should just be a slam dunk the yeah time. the funniest thing is like the game is good I'm not saying yeah. the game's not good I'm saying nobody's mm-hmm. gonna play it it's gonna shut down so yeah, play it now that's the crazy thing it says dinosaurs go together with video games like you know like peanut butter and chocolate I peanut just... butter bananas and granola yep you know we'll maybe, on bread. maybe someday we'll we'll get a new dino crisis by the way that could happen I I was really waiting for this to reveal that it, it was it was a dino crisis game because you uh, a game called Code Vein came out a little bit ago mm-hmm. and uh, when you finish it spoiler alert uh, it's revealed that Code Vein is just another god eater game See, we'll, we'll get it. Like, this is the age of remasters and rehashes and remakes. We'll get it. We'll get another Dino Crisis at some point. It will happen. Funny, funny thing is, I think there's only one rehash, remaster, remake on this list, but this is not the next <laughs> game we're talking about. Next we're talking about is probably the best game of last month, which is Remnant 2. Uh, so, this is the sequel to Remnant from the Ashes, which was a shockingly decent uh, RPG Souls-like shooter that came out, uh, well, I want to say, what, three years ago, two years ago? Four years ago, because it now, was right before the, pan, before the pan doobie. <laughs> Real quick, though, uh, wasn't that a sequel itself? Yeah, actually it was. And we wrote about both of those games and Remnant 2, I believe, on Pobzara. Uh, the first game was called Kronos, and it's interesting because Kronos was originally just a VR game. You could not play it outside of a VR headset, so most people hadn't. Mm-hmm. And they done, I mean, they recently, I want to say a few years back, released it. You could play it on whatever, on a regular monitor. Uh, but they didn't really hype up the fact that it's the prequel to Remnant, so I don't think many people are aware and probably don't play it as a result. Yeah, you know, we see that you you could make a whole list of games like that that were like hidden sequels and prequels uh, that don't really connect. Remember, like absolutely, what was the name of that game? Uh, real quick before we go off, um, what was the name of that uh, Red Dead Redemption original game? Also made by Capcom, by the way. And so that one was pretty more. Uh, that was more obvious. That was Red Dead Revolver. Yeah, it's just you know what I mean. But that this one's called Remnant Two instead of Remnant from the Ashes Two. So I mean, we're they're having a little fuddy duddy fun with the titles here, but but you but like yeah, it. It's, uh... I do. I like it a lot. I played. I played a ton of it, like thirty hours. Um, it is a, it's a shooty kind of game. A little bit like not like Borderlands. But it's, close, it's closer to Dark Souls. It's a difficult game. Uh, the boss in particular very hard. You'll die a bunch. Look forward to that. Uh, if you like Souls type games, though, this is the way to go. Check it out. Uh, a lot of hay being made that this is an Unreal Engine five game, and that it's also the. Is it true the backgrounds are all like the quests are all randomly generated? Uh, kind of. Uh, the areas are randomly generated. So whenever you're done like with a mission, you can go back and re-roll the map, and it'll look different and play different enemies and be in different spots. It's uh, got a little bit of a Diablo feel to it. Yeah, speaking of Di- we'll talk about Diablo later. Uh, so moving on, what is the next one on the list? So the next one on the list is Pikmin 4, which I am currently working on for review uh, for Pobzar, which is a wonderful website. Y'all should go there. Uh, uh-huh. Pikmin 4 is the latest Pikmin game and is the first one that I've ever played. You know what's funny? This is going to be a test of my theory here, and I think my theory is going to fall flat, and I, I don't mean that in any bad way. Um, one of the news items I put on the list we'll talk about later is how the Switch basically gives Nintendo license to print money. Like, sure. whatever they, whatever Nintendo well, we're, license We're really game, hitting the, the hard-hitting news that nobody discusses. News the Switch makes a bunch of money. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Who would have who thought? And all that, Come here go for this insightful analysis. But how, how is that possible? The hardware is old. How, how, does, that, how does that live? The hardware no. has no, well, What if there's a Switch, too? But have you noticed that whenever they put a game, whenever an old game comes on Switch, it sells better than the original, which is kind of unheard of? On every single case. Well, it's just the convenience factor, really. Well, I mean, also the fact that these games tend to become very difficult to get a hold of. So I think, you know, when they feel like, Mike, I've been waiting to play this. Great, it's here. I'll buy it. Well, like, even, I mean, Zelda, Zelda and Mario is a, you know, no-brainer. But when you have stuff like uh, Animal Crossing, right? When you have stuff like, um, 
oh, Fire Emblem that just that come out and become major franchises on the hardware. Uh, Pikmin has never been one of Nintendo's best-selling series of all time. and Yeah, it really hasn't, but here it is. Uh, it is here. You can play it. You can make your own character. Uh, you can actually get all three other Pikmin games on the Switch as well. Yeah. And like I said, it's we'll see how this goes. Um, but from what I've heard, it is just more Pikmin, though, right? Yeah, it, as far as I can tell, again, having not played the other ones that I've watched a little bit of them, it's just more Pikmin. Which is not – I, I, I'm actually a fan of the uh, Pikmin. But yeah, I say so. more Pikmin. Obviously, there's new, there's new kinds of Pikmin. There's new features. There's a – a research system for like a skill tree uh again making your own character is very cool just stuff like that but um generally speaking yeah if you like pikmin it's gonna it's more pikmin more pikmin that's not a bad thing yep next one on our list is uh the legend of heroes trails into reverie now this is an interesting one um i got a copy of this um reviewing it is tough mm. because uh this is one of those series i uh, think of it like uh let's see like Game of Thrones. Like, if you watch the last few episodes of Game of Thrones, it's going to expect you to be familiar with everybody and know what they had done, and it's all kind of a capstone. That's what we have here. This is actually the capstone from, man, I want to say three different Trails in the Trail series. So Trails in the Sky, uh, Trails from Zero, and Trails of Cold Steel, and all the characters and plot lines from that are converging here in this final, like, big conclusive game. Yeah, but it's to be fair. If you are into the, if you're familiar with the legacy, then this is for you. Like, uh, there is a recap. Um, it is available from the game menu. Uh, I'm not joking when I say it's the size of a small novel. Uh, you will be reading for days. Well, that's what that's why we play video games for us to read. Pretty much, and yeah, and as you say, you know, if you if you like these games, you played them, and I I can't say I've played all of them. I've played uh, Trails from Zero, Trails to Azure, the newer ones. Um, I've played a couple of the Cold Steel games, but having not you know played and finished all of them, this is real nice. I really want to play more of it. I can't yet because I have to play the other ones first. <laughs> it's called homework, Corey. You have homework. Yeah, it, it feels like homework at a certain point. And these these are good games. These are very good character heavy games. With a lot of stuff to do. A lot of a lot of deep lore and stuff to dig your brain into uh but they also have to be the only game you play if you want to finish these well you know what's funny i think we see the wisdom of final fantasy now of just not having any chronology whatsoever for the yeah that part. we typically don't deal with final fantasy right yeah, exactly we just it's another one it's new yeah. Start from now scratch. speaking of uh speaking of new and making things old new again mm -hmm. uh we finally remade the first atelier game uh, this is atelier marie remake the alchemist of salberg and uh i've been playing this it uh, it's it's the first Atelier games. I'll start with that. Uh, if you've played the more recent ones, you know that these are kind of alchemy sims where you have a really deep crafting system. You can make weapons and armor and items and so on and so forth. And they've got these adorable anime women that everybody uh, makes uh, pervert, perverted. It's a thing. Of. It's a yeah, thing. It's, it's definitely a thing. Um, and this is the first of those. So the crafting system, while it's still there, is not the deep and involving thing you'd expect, but it is there. Um, it, you know, what I've played of it so far is good. Uh, it gets one of those things where we have a whole lot of games come out, especially this year. This year has been mm -hmm. a knockout for good games. It's an embarrassment and, of good things. Yeah, and it's really hard to put my time into an eight when there are like four tens well, I haven't finished yet. Well, just just think about this. I grouped these two together just on purpose, almost to tongue tie you. But like, so you we just talked about the Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie. Now we're talking about mm -hmm. Atelier Marie remake, the Alchemist Atelier. Of Atelier. Atelier. So, sorry, Sacre Bleu. But I'll say this. Um, for most people, these would be, for me, hard to pronounce, hard to fathom. But someone out there, this is this is their Zelda. 
This yeah, is no, absolutely. Like, probably quite a few people, like more than you would think, especially because, you know, we have this proliferance of online communities and our people can discover these things together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are people for whom uh, Furum Trails Under Every was the biggest thing to come out in years. I, you can go on YouTube and see videos, people who got that excited. Uh, as for the Atelier games, uh, there's this older lady, like a grandma, I want to say she's 80, and she has a whole YouTube oh, channel. I've about... heard of her. I've seen her, yeah. Yeah, a whole YouTube channel about these games specifically, these Atelier games, because she just loves them. So yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for the internet and that it's allowed these things to happen. Uh, other things the internet has allowed to happen. Oxenfree 2, the sequel to Oxenfree, mm-hmm. which I am not playing. I think Sebastian's playing that one. Sebastian reviewed it. Um, no spoilers. Didn't care for it as much as the first Oxenfree, but you'll have to read the review to see why he didn't care for it. That I much. actually didn't play the first one either. These are very touchy-feely, emotional, emotionally charged kind of mm-hmm. adventure games, like point-and-clicky, but, I, I believe. But the first Oxenfree was a huge hit. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, everybody like, liked the first one. I didn't play it because, again, a video game has never made me feel anything but hungry, so I don't think this would be my, my <laughs> style of game but um i'm sure sebastian got something out of it you said he didn't like it very much he said he didn't like it as much the first like i said you'll have to read the review no spoilers here but it's but the funny thing is is that you have these games like they're not walking simulators per se but you know you would call Close them enough in, you'd call them indie indie almost indie like uh niche games to some extent it has a lot in common with something like monkey island I exactly guess. um and by the way monkey island available on sea of thieves from what i understand so uh, yep crazy crazy so, but no, I, I don't. I look at it. I I look at it the same way. Probably someone looks at hieroglyphics. It's it's so not for me. Yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. But I hope you know when it, well, what will happen is we'll get requests to review games in, mm-hmm. and Chris Mitchell, one of our other big time editors, will hit me up and he'll be like, "Hey, we got these things. in you want any?" And I, I look at him and I can see a game and I'll say. I don't want this, but Sebastian would get something out of it. And that was Oxenfree too. You remember that Eddie Murphy skit from back in the? I think it was Raw, where he's talking about how his wife tried to put him in touch with other grown men, and he's I like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, hang out with a husband. He's like, he likes baseball. You like baseball. You know, it's it right. doesn't work. It doesn't work like that anymore. <laughs> like you like games. He likes games. You know, it's, exactly. Exactly. Uh, games I do like though include the new uh, <laughs> Double Dragon, Double Dragon you, Guide, and Rise of the Dragon. Have you played this? Have you played this? I have. I've played this. So, what um, do you think? What do you think? I think it's a lot like River City Girls. If you guys uh, have played yeah. that, is it the same? De- is it the same? Developer? I, I believe it's the same developer. Like even the yeah. same team. It plays a lot like that. It's got a. It's got some cool mechanics, like a tag switching mechanic. It's got some roguelite stuff going on because every mm-hmm. game does these days. Of course. Uh, but generally, it stays pretty close to kind of the feel <laughs> of Double Dragon without going way too overboard in the parody like Double Dragon Neon did. I have uh, I have some hubris. I gotta I gotta admit about this one. I haven't played it yet, but I watched the trailer. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like the trailer at all. At all. And I think when you're going to make a trailer for a game and your game has excessive voiceovers, like repetitious voiceovers, don't put them in the trailer. But I went back and I did a deep dive into the old Double Dragon games. Double Dragon, Battletoads, all that stuff. Sure. Look, I love the first Double Dragon. I have yeah, so many brought back Battletoads? Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But, um, yeah. sorry. That came and went. But at the time, everyone said it was a masterpiece, and then they all forgot it. But I'll say this. Um, the Double Dragon franchise is not that good. <laughs> like, for being generally honest. Speaking, yeah, no, generally speaking, these are quarter-devouring arcade games. Yeah. We have a lot of nostalgia for them because we were kids when we played them, and this is a lot more of a fair game. Like, if you like, say... The newer Streets of Rage, you like River City Girls, I think you'll like mm-hmm. this, but it's definitely a better game than the previous ones. We'll go with that. Yeah, the Neon, um, was, neon I'm was I'm on the terrible. fence about neon whether or not terrible. it's better than Neon. I thought Neon was very funny. I like, yeah. there's a lot to like about Neon, but this is better. Uh, and finally, uh, Disney mm-hmm. Illusion Island, which is a game that I want, like, we're hit with this again. Like, this looks like an 8 to me. It looks like a solid game that I want to play. 
Um, I don't have the time. I haven't even thought to buy it yet, but I really do want to play it. It's got that. It's got that newer Disney style, right? Where yeah, it looks like, like it looks like Cuphead. Yeah, look at but uh, you know it's funny. Disney just canceled the Mickey Mouse show that uh, inspired this, the Mickey Mouse animated shorts. And I think they—I don't know if you ever watched that. It went on for like ten years where they made new no, Mickey Mouse didn't. shorts. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Like newer style, like almost Flash style. But uh, I think the last short was called Steamboat Silly. But they had, yeah, but but overall though, the game looks fantastic. Yeah, the, the graphics are amazing. It's this uh, yeah. Disney Metroidvania kind of thing. Looks great. <laughs> Want to play it? Haven't had time. Uh, speaking of other games though, other smaller stuff, mm-hmm. uh, we have a review up for Might and Magic Clash of Heroes Definitive Edition, which is kind of like a fantasy themed puzzle quest with dueling Yu-Gi-Oh aspects. It's a uh, update of a DS game, right? Yeah, an update of a DS game that yeah. wasn't that got updated to 360, and then I think it got updated to PC, <laughs> and then I think it got updated to PS5, and now it's updated to PC again. Um, it's it's been remade a lot. It's a good game, uh, a shockingly decent game for what it is. So maybe give that a shot. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has come to PC. Um, I'm reviewing that. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's gonna be very similar to my PS5 review because um, yeah, it, it it runs about. It runs better, let's not lie about that, but it's not a huge upgrade. Um, the cool thing about this, like a lot of Sony's games, and they pour it on a PC, uh, if you plug in your DualSense controller, your PS5 controller, the haptics work. I will say this, I always want to give a PSA whenever you say that. Um, God bless Steam for being so proactive about third-party controllers and first-party controllers. If you, A lot of people don't know this, Corey. They think they plug in their Xbox, that's it. No, your Steam is really friendly with Sony Yeah, it'll work with basically any controller. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's literally toggles for Sony and Nintendo consoles. Yeah, in there. It, it's amazing. They added those over the past couple of years, and it works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, though I'm not, I'm not playing Ratchet and Clank on Epic. Whoops. <laughs> um, here's some crap that I'm surprised. Let's, <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's like that one time that you got really hyped up about Trek to Yomi, and, and it ended up on here. And I'm like, what the hell is this list, Nate? Uh, here is Hello Killy. He- he- Hello, Hello Killy? That's a Hello different Killy. game. That sounds great. I'd play the hell out of that. Uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. What the hell is that? It's a game that came out for Apple Arcade. Uh, it's gotten... Oh, that's why I don't know about it. Okay. Look, Apple Arcade is pretty good despite Apple not promoting it and not doing anything with it. Um, there's... It gets shocking. Like if you actually this looks dip... adorable. Let's got some let's Hello Kitty Animal Crossing. Look at this thing. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, it's Hello Kitty Animal Crossing. That's super cute. Man, I should get that on my iPad. Uh, put pineapple on a pizza? Question mark. It says <laughs> under the features. The answer is yes. Delicious. Um, so that exists on Apple Arcade. It's, it's very cheap, like ten bucks a month. Give it a shot if you want to. It's five. Uh, it's five bucks a month. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Speaking of which, uh, news recently, Fantasian, which was one of the big yes. selling points about arcade, is coming to PC, and I can't Finally. wait to actually play it without having to deal with it on a tablet. Well, you know what else is coming to uh, outside of its original platform that trapped it? Uh, that I think it's called Guilt from Google Stadia. Guilt. Yeah, here it is, right here. It was a, a Stadia exclusive. In fact, it was the only Stadia exclusive. In <laughs> fact, it was the only Stadia game. That I purchased outside mm-hmm. of, I think, I think I bought Samurai Shodan as well. And I, I tried about playing that. it. I actually tried playing it and I enjoyed it. But again, the Stadia service was still glitchy in its formative time. And it was impossible at the time. Yeah, I never, even, I never the, even in the best circumstances, the Stadia had problems. But now you can play Guild off outside the Stadia. Um, it is a um, sneaker, a sneaky sneakum, sneaking around. Speaking of that, there's one more game I didn't, I did not put on this list, but you probably <clears> heard of it. Uh, remember Oceanhorn? Uh, yeah, there's a sequel to that. There's a sequel to it. It was an Apple Arcade exclusive. It played pretty well for for what it was, uh, but it was trapped on Apple, and I believe it is now coming to PC. So and I, it actually is on uh, it is on PC right now. If you want to try it, um, I haven't tried it, but it's got great reviews. If, and once again, I wish I had all the time in the world. Um, but then you know, 2020 happened, and I did have all the time in the world. It turns out I didn't like it that much, so maybe I don't. Um, here is a Telltale game. 
based on the Amazon Prime video mm-hmm. series The Expanse. Some, um, pe- some people say The Expanse is the best modern sci-fi show. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard, it is, I've heard it good is things. Very, it's a very edgy version of like Babylon 5. People swear a bunch. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's pretty violent. Um, if you were to watch uh, a little bit of this game, this Telltale series game, and I was never a big fan of Telltale's game, but for me it was always we made the same game over and over again. We slapped a different license on it and let me assure you, based on what I've seen in The Expanse, it is more of that. It is the, it is the Telltale game, but now it's well, a different flavor, and the flavor is The Expanse. I will say this, though. Um, I do like Telltale. I just don't like Telltale cloning itself into 50 different products. Right. Um, I told you, like a lot of people, Walking Dead was probably my game of the year when it came out. And right. Was that 2012? Goodness. And I actually, I watched a little of The Walking Dead, like the show, and I was struck with how much better the game felt. No, the game was great. No, the game was great, but then they said, hey, no, you know what? If people like The Walking Dead, why don't we just make the same game 50 times? Yeah, we'll make the same game with every other property. And we yeah. know around the time they get to Minecraft, I'm like, eh, maybe and, you guys uh, can't that's deserve why the death. company, yeah, that's why they could. I think Netflix saved them. I think Netflix did, but I don't know. But uh, yeah. I've heard good things about The Expanse. It's pretty much the only Telltale game, so maybe they learned their lesson. I don't yeah, know. I, what I've seen is that it's more of what you come to expect from Telltale. So if you like The Expanse and if you like the Telltale game, give it a shot. Uh, two more things on here. Ready to talk about Monkey Island and Sea of Thieves. That's mm-hmm. a little shocking. And finally, uh, Synapse on PSVR 2. Uh, haven't played it. Think it's some kind of shooter. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was wrong. I guess the, they Sony says the PlayStation PSVR 2 sold moderately well. Uh, I don't see that reflected in software sales, and I don't see that reflected in software development. So maybe that will change in the next year. But until then, now looking at the look at the screenshots of this, this looks fantastic. I should play this. Yeah, we'll see if we can get it. So that's very exciting. Um, so other stuff. We have the Circana numbers. Woo. They used to be called NPD, and every month they bring out some new numbers, and you shouldn't believe anything that they tell you, but they're uh-huh. here. And we like to talk about them. And by the way, uh, that's why we're a little late because we try to tie this in with Circanas or an AKA NPDs uh, release. For some reason, our good buddy Matt, you were a couple days tardy, so we are a couple days tardy. So you know what rolls downhill? Well, you poop. we can't say it. Yeah, like poop. So, but anyway, it's a little bit fun. Uh, this is t- we're talking about June 2023, so we're going back two months. Uh, it was a good month for everybody. Everybody made a lot of money. Everything's up. Everything's making billions. The PlayStation 5 continues to be the best-selling console. It continues to make the most money. Duh. Uh, Switch is in there probably close by. The Xbox hardware, which we'll get into in a minute, is not close. Uh, we'll get into the why later. But, Corey, you and I spend most of our time talking about software, in this case, the top 20 software. In this case, it's a pretty interesting list. So, Yep, let's take a look real quick. We'll start from the bottom, go to the top. Number 20 is Smash Ultimate. If you have a Switch, you should own it. Mm-hmm. Number 19 is RE4, Resident Evil 4. We're talking about the remake specifically. It's pretty good. Number 18 is God of War Ragnarok. It's very good. <clears throat> uh, number 17 is Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, which is a remake of one of the more popular Harvest Moon games. Uh, if you guys were unaware, there was like a, a weird incestuous family battle between the game's series, Story mm. of Seasons and Harvest Moon. It's a weird thing that only farm game people care about. Don't worry about it. Well, uh, I'll, I'll say this. The fact that this game appears on the top 20 bestseller list is pretty remarkable. It so. is pretty surprising. It speaks to how many of those farm game people there are. Uh, mm-hmm. But number 16 is Elden Ring, which I don't, I'm don't. i a little shocked. We would see this game competing with Story of Seasons, but here we are. <laughs> uh, that's got DLC coming soon. Expect this to rise up once again. Uh, number 15 is F-123. That's interesting. Uh, race around in vehicles, driving a circle. 
Number 14 is Minecraft, of course. 13 is Dead Island 2, which is a solid game. Mm -hmm. Better than you might think. Give it a shot. Uh, 12, of course, Mario Kart 8. 11, FIFA 23. It's soccer. 10 is Marvel Spider-Man. And 9 is Spider-Man Mar Miles Morales, which... There's a reason for this. There's, there's, there's a reason for this. Um, the Spider-Man... Uh, what into this? What's the movie? The second one called the Spider Verse. I knew you would know before I would. Uh, very good movie, by the way. Uh, one of the biggest films of the year. One of the best films of the year. Made a made all the money. Uh, that and whenever there's a Spider Man hit, it always is reflected in the games. You know this. Yeah, here it is. Uh, number eight. Speaking of hits, is hitting baseballs and MLB the Show twenty three. Number seven is Jedi Survivor. A rock solid game. Give EA fifteen dollars. Get a month of EA did Play you, Pro, and you play. Wait, what's that? Did you hear they're uh, they're actually doing something interesting? They're bringing this game to the PS4. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I'm a little surprised too. Like initially, this game's performance was questionable on a very mm -hmm. nice PC, but I guess they fixed it to that extent. Yeah, they're they're downgrading it to PS4 and Xbox One. Well, that's very cool. Number six is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Naturally, number five is Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, that's Decent game, decent game. Uh, number four is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is more than a decent game, but you'll you'll be shocked to hear <laughs> that it was actually number four because it was dethroned by three very exciting games. This is interesting. Uh, let's number three. We both, <laughs> you and I, now have a new history together because of number yeah, three. Number three is Street Fighter Six, which I've played a ton of. I'm hoping to go to Florida in December to play in a tournament down there. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and I've played it with Nate all the time. It's, uh, it's a great. You... Oh, uh, look, I'll come out and say it because I lost a bet. Uh, Corey's better at it than I am. He kicked my butt. Uh -huh. But uh, did you see that thing where they had the tournament this week uh, This week, and the blind guy won? Really? Yeah. Like, I'm very, so apparently, like, the, the – I don't – what would you call it? Not inclusive. Accessibility features? Right. Are, are so minute yeah, it has, in this it game. Yeah, it has features like a, a, a tone that will tell you how far away your opponent yeah. is. It will tell you how your super meter is. None of it's cheating. But apparently it's enough that you can be blind well, and still win a fighting game. I, That's a, a, amazing. I felt really bad because when I saw the picture of the guy, I think his name is Sven or something, he had like the uh, sweatband over his eyes and I thought he was it was like a stunt. Like, why would you need to do that if you're blind? But he did it. So He did it, yeah. Good job there. On the thing of things that are not good jobs, uh, Final Fantasy 16 exists and I don't like it very much, but it's number two. Yeah, you gave it a good review, but you were honest about what you didn't like about it. Yeah, and, like um, if you like Final Fantasy and you're willing to, you know, I'm not going to say it's a bad game. We don't really see a lot of bad games anymore, but it's as close to a bad game as I've played in quite a while. It's got a lot of filler content. The combat is very shallow. Uh, it's really an all-style, no-substance kind of well, game, but it's probably worth the one playthrough you'll get out of it. I do say this, though. I will I will d not defend the game, but I will defend you a little bit. Some of the, some of the positivity for this game felt a little phony to me. And I told yeah. you, I, I, I say that when I, I'm honest when I feel this way. Um, I, not having played the game, I will say this in full disclosure, I'm pretty much one of the only people at Popstar that does not own this game. Like, other editors have gone out and bought this game. And right. I have not. I I just, I'm not an RPG fan. But there, are, but the elation in certain aspects border on delusional. Like when they say the game I, runs really I, well. I, I definitely, I definitely read a review that talked about how the yeah. QTEs made them feel like they were right there. Yeah. Like, we, were, weren't you just talking like a year ago about how QTEs were the worst thing to happen to games? Right. I, I don't get it. I, <laughs> but, I, I do get it. It's Final Fantasy. It's big and fancy. But it's also, it's also something else. It's also a huge PlayStation Five exclusive, which we do yes. not see a lot. Um, the PlayStation 5 is assuming its place as the dominant platform. It's replacing the Switch. And, right. and so much of the gaming industry, uh, the press, we talked about this, so much of them happen to be residual Sony, I don't know what you call them, fanboys, whatever. Whatever they are, 
uh, they love to overestimate things. And I think that would hurt the game in the long run because if you tell me this game runs like butter, if you tell me that this game is so silky smooth with a rock-tight frame rate and all that, and I play the game and it jangles... That I'm it gonna, does. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the. It, it comes up, sure, sure. Like I think even our buddies at Digital Foundry said this game runs beautifully, and, and it just doesn't. I hate I, to say it. it I just had does to turn not. that. I had to turn that review off, Corey. It was too much. It yeah, too it's much. a lot. But I mean, again, I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to say that mm-hmm. anybody who bought this and played this and liked it is wrong. I'm just saying I don't really like it that much. But if you like Final Fantasy, you probably want to play it anyway. Give it a shot. Uh, games that are pretty mm-hmm. much what you want them to be and. Yeah, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, Diablo 4 is number one, and that shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, so here's the thing about Diablo 4. Uh, not only was it a huge bestseller for Blizzard, I think the biggest seller they've had in quite a while, uh, they didn't list the number of copies it sold. And the only reason I bring that up is because Nintendo did. Nintendo said they sold about 20 million copies of, um, of uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I think somebody pointed out they, they did it. So it sounds like Diablo 4 sold about... 10 million copies in about a month, which is outstanding. But that's across how many platforms? How many platforms is this game on? I know it's on PC. Uh, it's all, all over the place. I can even tell you. Yeah, everything but the Switch. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty good for them. And you like the game, right? I mean, you're a fan. Yeah, it, it's, I do like it. It's one of those games where, once again, it really wants to be the only thing you play. And for me, the only game I play is Exoprime also. Well, you know, what's, you know what's funny about this? You look at all this stuff. Um, they talk about cannibalization because the last time we talked, it was all Zelda. Zelda, 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 nothing else. Everything else retreated. But now you have you have Diablo, you have Final Fantasy, you have Street Fighter, you have Zelda, you have everything. Did you um, did you see that ridiculous thing that happened a week ago in the theaters with Barbie Hammer? Barbie Hammer? Yeah, yeah, I heard all I actually didn't see it either. Neither movie was really interesting to me, but I did see that that happened. Well, it's because sometimes they, sometimes they call it, you know, counterproduction or whatever. Sometimes those things complement each other, and I think you you look at these di- these. And, and sometimes that, marketers know how to manipulate Twitter, so they'll make up things like this and act like it's spread organically. Let's be real. No, that's true too. the The funny thing is, though, is that but when you have when you have games that people genuinely like that don't cannibalize each other, that's a good thing. Like we don't see that a lot. Usually, it's, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the great things about games these days is that there is a lot to play, and it's basically anything you could want and there's a good version of anything you could want too like that <laughs> list just now was incredibly diverse and all of those games are good even well, Final Fantasy 16 in its way well for years all we did was talk about this list it was the same five six games over and over and over yeah. and over again and this I mean we have a story of seasons competing with Elden Ring and Diablo right on the heels of Elden Ring that, that blows my mind <laughs> that's crazy yeah but speaking of crazy we have a few more mm-hmm. little bits Woo! here Yep. Uh, Nintendo sold a bunch of a bunch this of games. This is a cheat. That, this is this is a cheat, by the way. I I, I, I fudged. Uh, okay, here it is. Nintendo sold a bunch of games. So basically, this came out the beginning of August. Since we had to wait, I I would just want to tie it in there real quick. Nintendo released their they released their financial reports. Uh, yep. They they had a record quarter. They made more money than they've ever made before, thanks to two things. Mario and Zelda. I know, super shocking, right? I I am I'm floored. Uh, so Zelda sold twenty million copies which is outstanding for anybody. That's crazy. Yep. And the Mario movie is currently the biggest movie of the year. It might get displaced by Barbie, which would be interesting. But until then, Nintendo has the biggest game, uh, sorry, the biggest movie, and they might end up having the biggest game. I don't think so. I think Call of Duty is going to do that, like it always does. But did you see the list of the best-selling Switch games of all time? 
because we never um, they never reveal this stuff. So I thought it was interesting if you look at the songs. Switch games of all time include Mario Kart 8, which uh, yeah, Animal Crossing. That the Animal Crossing was mostly timing, if I had to guess. Uh, Smash Ultimate, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, uh, both flavors of Pokemon, mm -hmm. Super Mario Party, Tears of the Kingdom, which that's because it's a newer game, I'm sure, and Mario Brothers U Deluxe. The thing that got me was the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, Mario Kart 8. We don't say the Deluxe. But uh, 55 million copies. It's crazy. Yeah, Still absolutely. selling. Yeah, that's that's insane. It's very cool. That's uh, how you speaking make money. of insane, they made a Twisted Metal TV series, and it's <laughs> on Peacock. Boy, that's, that is two things <laughs> you... I don't... I never thought I wanted, and I'm pretty sure I still don't want. Um, it's gotten it's gotten mixed reviews, but it's got Anthony Mackie in the lead, so it's probably going to die. But sorry, Anthony Mackie, you just can't front a show or a movie. But um, it doesn't really have a lot of vehicular combat. <laughs> Great. So it's a <laughs> it's the Last of Us without zombies. Great. So we'll see. I mean, I, you, this is I think it's still a Sony property, and Sony's going to make a TV show and a movie out of everything they have. That makes so, sense. So you get, know, get get got to keep using them. Uh, so, Mortal Kombat 1 beta starts August 18th. Consider me there. I'll be definitely playing that. You excited? Very excited. Extremely excited. I heard they're, uh, they just teased they're putting uh, Reptile back in. Um, there was a list of the guest characters, and it's kind of nuts. I saw that. Um, Homelander from uh, The Boys is, going, is on there. Homelander is there. I think um, it, it's crazy. I, I'll look it up, but we're, we're wrapping it up here. Mm. Uh, the, the, apparently, the Switch 2, Switch successor, is in third-party game developers' hands. Report claims. I'll believe that when I see it. Uh, PS5 is selling a bunch. Xbox is not selling a bunch. And it's probably doing that because any Xbox game you'd want, you can also get on PC and... Therefore, you don't well, need an Xbox. So the uh, the milestone was that the PlayStation Five has now passed forty million units, which is yep. pretty good considering the system. Cool, you can buy one. You can buy one. Um, the Microsoft likewise had their sales reports, and the Xbox Series X and S are not selling very well. In fact, they actually lost money for the division. Did you see, by the way, uh, one game we didn't talk about at all? We'll talk about next What's month: that? Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah, Every, everybody absolutely. seems to like this game. Everybody likes That's this what game. I've been playing this weekend. Um, it is something else. But if you have an Xbox, you're not playing it. And there's Ooh. a very, 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 very stupid reason why you're not playing it. Did you what reason is that? So basically, the news came out, uh, confirmed by the developers, that Microsoft has a parity clause in their development that if you want a game on the Xbox Series X, it has to be working feature parody with the, with the Xbox Series oh, I thought you meant parody like, haha, jokes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, exactly. Like, rep your repost is not good. No, but, mm -hmm. um, no. So basically, uh, they couldn't get feature parody between the S and the X. And so because of that clause, the game is not available on Xbox Series X. Great. That's ridiculous. That's, and mm -hmm. it's going to be a loss for Microsoft. No question there. Uh, yeah. Finally, uh, they made a sequel to the surprisingly not that terrible Castlevania series on Netflix. It's called Castlevania Nocturne. There's a trailer for it. I have not. Uh, I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the Netflix series. Uh, it's not my jam. But mm. I will. But I, apparently, people really like this show, show. And I will say this: I talked to a Castlevania fan who's a much bigger Castlevania fan than I do, and they're a little upset because they said they changed the history of some of the characters. Um, right. I don't know that. I don't know what's going on. Do you? Did you hear about this? Um, I didn't really look into it that much. I don't think it matters. I don't. Anyway, uh, what does matter is the fact that you guys sat through this entire podcast. You did, and we wrapped it up pretty nicely. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for waiting days and days. Your life is complete. You can go back now, and you can die happy knowing that you listened to the uh, the June the July wrap up for twenty twenty. Embrace death. Embrace death, but play games before you do. 
Yep. So, and if you play the Atelier games, then you will never die because you'll never finish Atelier. them. Atelier. Atelier. Uh-huh. I guess you have to learn to pronounce them first. See, see, that's the thing. It's a trade-off. I get Corey's name right, but I get the game name wrong. Ah, uh, well, you know, I'll take it off. That's fine. <laughs> it's the only thing. But, uh, Corey, thank you very much again for a wonderful episode, as always. Lots of good stuff to play. Lots of good stuff to talk about. Uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up, and we'll see everybody on the next level. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pop Zara Podcast. Remember to like, follow, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or service.